All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode three of the HBE podcast. I'm Neil. I got my co-host, John, here. Yeah, what's good, everyone? And we've got our third guest on the show. Yes, sir. We've got my brother here in town. Could you tell? <laughs> Could you tell? You guys look hella similar, <laughs> yeah. for real. I yeah. really don't think we do. I mean, similar in the way, I guess, maybe just the glasses, the eyes, maybe, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people say we look... Guys. People do say we look alike. Let yeah. us know at the end of the episode if you catch any mannerisms between us that are the same. I'm curious to see what you guys think. So yeah, leave drop a it comment in the comments. below. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, my name's Nick. Happy to be on the podcast today. Good to see you again, Nick. Actually, little can I give a little background real quick so they know how, how we all know each other? 100%. Yeah, so obviously these two are brothers, as I just said. Uh, I met Nick back at ISB because... Both of them and I went to ISB in Brussels. I was there from 2010 to 2016. Okay. 2015, yeah. I was there from 2010 to 2013. Yeah. Okay, true, yeah. So I know them from there. And so basically, I met up with Neil in Chicago. Fast forward a bunch of couple of years, and I met up with Neil, and now I'm living with Neil. Yeah. And I'm visiting for the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's to be here with you guys. Dude, it's good to have you here in Chicago, Nick. What do you think about Chicago? It's your second time here, right? So... What are your thoughts on the city so far? Great city, but let me give you some more information. So right now I'm living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you know, it's nice living in the South. It's a smaller city, has a nice skyline, but when you come to a city like Chicago, I mean, the scale of this place is crazy. Yeah. And I think, you know, Catherine and I, we were just talking about how like, Catherine's my girlfriend, by the way, but um, we're talking about how there's so many restaurants, there's so many things to do, different experiences. Um, you know, I feel like even if I lived in Chicago for as long as you guys have, yeah. you, you haven't eaten at every single good restaurant that's out no, here. No, definitely like done every not. every single thing. And so no. it's kind of cool to be out in a, in a big city. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see the view behind here, but it's, it's sweet. So, And there's always something to do, to your point. There's always something to do. And, and there's always something new in town as well, which is cool. Agreed. That's, why, that's one good thing about cities in general. Yeah. Chicago's great at it, though. It's cool yeah. for us, too, because... Um, I'm living at home right now. And so we kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so it's good to be around other people that are, that are our age that are, you know, it's like a lively place. And so, yeah, definitely enjoying this weekend so far. And it's going to be a good one. Got a couple more days here. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm pumped. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so John and Nick, I mean, you guys haven't seen each other in like five years, right? It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Both same, same grade. Tell tell everyone just like how like did you guys tell everybody like how much you guys used to hang out and what you guys used to do and you know you guys are gamers yeah. right I mean, yeah so, so yeah. I mean so I came Woo. we met in sixth grade so we're both 10 11 12 years old whatever right. it may be and then I think we all just started kind of we you were in a different class than I was yeah. but I think just through like sports or whatever it was yeah. It was so funny. So in Belgium at our school, the sports teams were not as competitive as they are here in the U.S. So I was on like the U12 basketball teams and John was, you know, our point guard. Like you were like the main star of like those basketball teams. And so the glory days. Yeah. So I feel like that's how we really got close then. But then the big thing was playing Call of Duty. Right. We all found ourselves in a little gamer circle. And so yeah, sir. I'm telling, talking 12 hours a day on the weekends eating into like five, six AM in the morning. Yep. Before Crazy. school even. Even sometimes hopping on the sticks for a quick hour. 
Dude, I don't know what <laughs> Overboard. our parents were thinking. <laughs> our parents, they were probably definitely mad at us for playing so much COD. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But we ripped kids. Yeah. No, made, you guys made, were made all, of... you guys were really good. I do remember that. I mean, Nick, Nick was really good as well. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, and, it's fun to think back. And we were just looking at some pictures of uh, us at New Year's, right? 2011 yeah. going into 2012. We'll pop them up yeah, here. We'll pop them up right now. But, uh, you know. We go way back for sure. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, I always remember John and Marshall being like really the main focuses in their sports, right? Because Marshall was QB. I remember at least my senior year, and yeah. I think he was a junior, or maybe even his senior year, he was yeah. starting as well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I used to, I remember seeing you on the football field too. So it's just wild how life happens, man. And we're in Chicago. Yeah. And it's crazy because when I was on the football field at that time, I wasn't really, I didn't really talk to Neil Narain. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I was chilling with Nick Narain yeah, over here all exactly. the time. See, yeah. and and your older brother and me used to talk because we had yeah. French class together, right? You know, so unfortunately, my French has gone this way, and I know Marshall's has gone this way because yeah. he's lived there. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of my biggest regrets actually from Belgium is not taking French seriously enough. I feel like we had an opportunity to really be fluent in it just with how we were living and stuff. Right. And I feel like, you know, I definitely went to French class and was like, yeah, this is cool. And like, I definitely picked French up. Like I know yeah. a little bit of it, you yeah. know, I can get around, but you know, it would have been nice to take it a little more seriously. And so I, I admire <laughs> I think John and I can say I, the same thing. <laughs> we did not take French as seriously right. as we probably yeah. needed to. So yeah. yeah. Well, Nick definitely did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah, I hundred percent. That was my least favorite class right? class because yeah. it was interesting. So the school that we went to, even though you live in Belgium, we're speaking English for nine hours a day, and then we have one forty-five minute period of French. And they didn't, they knew that we were, we were lost causes. Bro, we walked in day one. All of our French teachers were like, "Let's just write these kids off to let's American just, kids. Yeah, pull up. yeah, just get the kids through the class. Like, let's really focus on the <laughs> kids that actually this come through and." Um, I mean, we didn't know any better, but it yeah. was just, yeah. yeah, we can go into that. Do you remember Poisson Rouge? No. So a lot of about. one, one good thing about being friends with John for so long is just, you hang around the kid enough and you're going to have a bunch of inside jokes that you, you remember what it is. Cause it's just the most vile shit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so yeah. no, we had a really fun, just friend group back then. And you know, a lot of good memories made and. Um, I think the fact that we're able to remember so much, you know, even though it was 10, 11 years ago, I, mean, I think it's really, really exciting. So seeing those pictures earlier today was great. Right. Yeah. It's pretty unique. Fun. And, it's you unique. know, just like we were looking back at those photos, <clears throat> we're going to look back at this video, you know, in 10 years, 15 years and be like, holy crap, we were at this stage in life. Right. You know, and it's always a next phase and a yeah. next phase. Even but... in like five years. Yeah. Yeah. But it is nice to know people from a different phase in life. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're not in Belgium anymore. We're here in the U S in Chicago. And it's nice to be able to carry over some of the friend group from that last phase into this phase. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see us all grow up and see, you know, where life takes us. Yeah. You know, we're, we're really early right now. We are. And, uh, lots of, lots of fun ahead of us for sure. Right. For sure. Yeah off of that point that you made just right there i like uh just like you said in phase one uh in phase two seeing like uh people i know my friends uh succeed and stuff and i know you two are got your own little thing going on at your lake house with the boat and stuff you guys been talking about that a lot yeah i want to talk about that yeah i'll start off yeah. just first off it's and crazy stuff. that the narain family has a lake house 
okay, because if you know our family and you've grown up with us, we're not nature people. We don't go like, yeah, we, we didn't grow up around water. Yeah. I wouldn't say that we're not nature people. What I'll say is we just have never historically been the family that goes to the lake house or has a lake house or remotely even thinks of it. Right. Like big switch up. Huge switch up. Like huge our family. Yeah, like our grandma thought that when we said that we got a boat, she's like, oh, you guys got a canoe. She's like, she thinks like she thought we got a rowboat. So you she, had a rowboat? No, she's like, yeah. Like, what are you guys going to do with that? Because, really? you know, because my dad is like, yeah, the boat goes 35, 40 miles an hour. She's like, yeah. what are you talking about? It has a motor on it. And uh, yeah. but let's get well, into the boat story. We can kind of yeah. start it yeah. chronologically. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But like, oh, good, yeah. So to, to set the context, we're not lake people. At least we weren't. So, yeah. And, and we really have turned into lake people. So, you know, basically Nick graduated college in Charlotte. My parents were like, you know what? We probably want to be closer to Nick in Charlotte. Raleigh's kind of getting boring. So we ended Chicago's up... Chicago's too cold in the winter for the oh, parents. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. so Chicago wasn't even really an option. And maintaining a boat in the winter in Chicago as well. As well, they that. didn't even want a boat, right? Yeah. They just wanted oh, okay. to move to yeah. closer to one of the sons. Okay, So yeah. they ended up choosing Charlotte because yeah. Nick was like, all right, I'm just going to stay in Charlotte. Yeah. And then we, you know, he, he had started going to Lake Norman, which is the lake in Charlotte. All right. And so he started going there and telling all of us, like, guys, like... Lake Every Norman's weekend still- I'm there, I'm sending videos to the whole family saying... Mom, look how nice this is. Dad, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I wasn't thinking intentionally like, oh, I want to sway them to come to the lake yeah. and, and move here. But I was right. like, because we didn't even know until two or three months before my graduation that they even wanted to move. Okay. So it was kind of late. And so, but throughout my time at school in my fraternity, a bunch of my friends lived on the lake there, you know, they, maybe they went to high school there or whatever. So we'd always go there, you know, just to have a good time in the summer. And so you take videos enough and you send it to your parents that kind of goes into their subconscious mind that like, oh, there's something else in North Carolina that's, you know, a different life that Nick likes. Right. So long story short, we basically stumbled into our lake house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We just we just happened to start looking. I wasn't even part of the viewing. I, I don't even know where I was. I Maybe I was in either. Miami. Well, you went one weekend, I think, to look at houses with mom and dad. But mom and dad were, like, starting to look at lake houses. Yeah. They're, like, sold on this. They see <laughs> Nick's videos. They're, like, we're trying it's to a, move. It's a wrap. We want to be closer to Nick. Yeah. So at that point, when you've got – I mean, my mom and dad were motivated buyers at that point. Yeah. So now they're like, okay, we're in the Charlotte area. We're looking. They ended up landing on this house that we ended up getting. Yeah. And the house actually has a, what is it? A boat slip. Like a a dock. It is a dock. It is a a dock. Personal dock. Personal dock, right? Yeah. So then we're like, hold on. We just got the lake house. We have to get a boat. Like there's no. Self-directed from our mom herself. She's like. All right, if we're living on the water, yeah. we're going to get a boat. Yeah, of course. So. Essential. Yeah. So then Nick starts going to work, starts looking online, looks for boats, yeah. ends up finding one in Tennessee. Yeah. You got that tritune. Yeah, we got yeah. the tritune. The tritune. It's not no pontoon game. Tritune. It's, it's not a pontoon. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. 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 If you think about a pontoon boat, it's just like a rectangle. It's a floating living room. It's a floating living room, <laughs> and there's two metallic or aluminum or whatever kind of material, steel tubes that kind of hold it up and keep it floating right and so with two it's called a pontoon with three of those under it's called a tritune right and so the tritune is effectively just a more stable pontoon because yo if you're on a lake norman on a bad day yeah. there's waves that are kind of high yeah yo, your pontoon is going like this oh yeah through yeah. it all the, you know what yeah I mean? 
And with the tri-tune, we kind of cut through it more. True, because so we got still that getting, third one in the middle. Yeah, so we're yeah. still catching some waves, but it's like... And on top, of, on top of more stability from the tri-tune, you're able to put on a more powerful engine. Yeah. Um, which, you know, more horsepower is always fun on the lake. Right. And with more engine power comes more weight that you can hold on the boat, too. Yeah. Right? So instead of like a pontoon maybe holding eight or nine people, our tri-tune can hold up to 12. Yep. Right? And then you put a you know, 150 more horsepower on it. And you're like, yeah, you can hold 16 yeah. people on this yeah. thing. And you're pushing you know. P now. Yeah. 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 You're, you're flying across the way. Yeah. You're pushing <laughs> HP. Yeah. So we started in May of 2021. Yeah. So what did, what did, what did, what got you guys into the idea of buying a boat? So the idea of buying a boat was really first. It was for our family because right. our mom really wanted the boat. Yeah. And then when we actually bought the boat and we brought it back to North Carolina, Neil had a really good idea about another way that we could use the boat. I think Neil is like, ha has always had that entrepreneurial sense because we were, after a couple of days, we kind of realized our parents were only going to want to go out, you know, after like 5 p.m. on the, the weekdays and maybe in the morning or in the evenings on the weekends. So there's yeah. a lot of time that the boat's sitting empty doing nothing. Right. So Neil had a really good idea about how to solve that. I'm like, hey, guys, there's an asset, right? Like yeah. you guys are <clears throat> you guys are buying this boat. Yeah. And sure, it's a family boat. You know, it's for us. Yep. But when we're not using it, there's an opportunity for it to generate revenue for us. Right. right? Yeah. And so, you know, we didn't buy the boat necessarily thinking like, Hey, we're going to have a business on this. We bought the boat just for our family, right. for, for us, leisure, for leisure. Yeah. And you know, my parents didn't even think yeah, that the this lake boat house, thing, you need the boat. Honestly, when I was like, Hey guys, we can do this idea that we're about to go into. Right. Everyone in my family was like, really? Like even that me. exists. Yeah. Right. Like that's insane that this exists. Right. And so basically what we did was got the boat, enjoyed it, right. realized, holy crap, we can actually earn money on this. Yeah. And I suggested to them that, hey, we should just list our boat on a service called Get My Boat. So there's an application called Get My Boat. You can basically use it in Chicago, Charlotte, like Miami, anywhere that you can rent a boat, Get My Boat is there. And so basically we can list as a boat owner, we can list our boat on that. Yep on that app. Right. And there's plenty of people that use get my boat and every year the number grows of people using it. Um, and as that happens, you know, we have a listing now, uh, for our Tritune and yeah. people contact us all the time, like midday evenings. And you know, they, there's an inquiry that goes in like, Hey, can we rent your boat on this date from this time to this time? Right. And so basically what Nick and I decided was, Hey, we're going to do this business, but we're going to be the captains. Cause we don't want to have random people, messing with yeah, our boat because yeah. you, you know people don't treat operation. it we want to manage yeah, our yeah. own boat you right. know so we ended up just setting it up so that we're the captains yeah and uh you know nick did like 15 or 20 trips last year when nice. we talk about trips we basically mean you know either a three hour four hour seven hour trip eight hours on the lake and it's kind of you know we pick them up from a public dock and then we'll show them all around the lake. There are some really nice houses, some really nice real estate on the lake. We're basically just taking people around and we're making, we're giving access to a previously kind of hard to access environment right. for a certain dollar fee. Yeah. And people are very willing to pay that, yeah. especially if you have, because our boat holds up to 12 people. Right. If you have 10 other friends with you right. Big and groups. you're all like, oh, for four hours, let's go on the lake. We don't have a friend that has a boat. Right. Like we can pay this guy right. and we'll go have a really good time. Right. Um, so the yeah. big thing yeah. for us was we're turning an unproductive asset like 
the boat when it's sitting there doing nothing mm-hmm. to a productive asset where at least on the weekends, um, outside of our kind of normal jobs, we're able to go out there and, you know, get, I don't know, a percent or two percentage point of the actual boat back every single time. So, you know, and this goes, kind of this goes to another point, you know, thank God for technology, right? right. Like we're in 2022, yeah. we're able to just record <laughs> on these microphones, send it off to the internet. Anybody who wants to derive value from what we're talking about can, can. right through right. the internet, but also people who want to start their own business. It's actually never been easier. Yeah. Right? right. So you've got people who were never lake people, right? Right. Buying a lake house, right. Buying a boat, right. And starting a boat business two weeks yeah. later, after two to three we weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. through an app. <laughs> yeah. Through okay. An app. So this is the power of the internet. Yeah. And this is something why, where, when I have ideas, I just like to execute, right? right. I don't like to sit around and say this, this, this. Entry yeah. Do it. yeah. So, so the boat business was started. Same thing goes with the drone, right? right? I mean, I have Skybox Visuals, right? Where I have my own website. And Nick, I don't know if I told you this, and I won't name her, but a very famous YouTuber actually bought some of my content That's from right. Seattle. Yeah. And she has like over 100,000 subscribers. So there's people that reach out to me for the drone footage. And that's also thanks to the internet. Right. Right. And YouTube is a powerful search engine. Right. Believe it or not. Right. A lot of people, the vacuum broke today. Yeah. Okay. John has a very nice Dyson vacuum. Yeah. (laughs) And we vacuumed some wrapper. So it got stuck and just completely killed the whole vacuum. (laughs) One of my, one of my rappers, not rapper. So we, So, so we go to YouTube. Nah, not a nut rapper like that. A wrapper of a pack of nuts. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it was a food packet <laughs> that basically got uh, stuck in the vacuum. Yeah. So then we're like, hold on. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to go to Target and buy a new vacuum. But John was like, nah, let's just figure this out online. So I started going online and sure enough, a YouTube video pops up. Right. And gives me the value that I'm looking for. Yeah. So where I'm going with this is technology is enabling people to do whatever they want. Right. Okay. And you and can do quicker things than ever and as well. quicker than yeah. ever. And you know, the technology is more accessible. Yeah. So like 15 years ago, it may have been a little more difficult to have this just in your living room. Right. Yeah. Now we're here. Supply chains have evolved. Right. You have companies that have figured out manufacturing and now they're producing this at a scale to where, okay, you still need money. These are not cheap, but at least you can bring high level production to your living room, yep. which I don't think was even possible 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And especially not at the pace that we can do it today as well. So, right. Right. The ways like the, w- the number of ways that you can actually make money in the world has gone up significantly, but yeah. it's because of the internet. Yeah. Right? It's good. I mean, I'm not internet. saying it's bad. It's no, 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 for it's sure. An amazing thing. Well, if anybody out there is watching this and they're like, all right, cool. You know, we know you can make a side hustle, but like, what do you do a side hustle in? There's a guy named Naval Ravikant, and he says that everybody has specific knowledge where everybody in this world has something that they know better than somebody else or most people, or they do something better than most people. And they have this understanding of a certain way that something works. So let me give you an example of specific knowledge. Being a captain on a tritune boat. There's only a handful of people on the lake that have, you know, boats. There's a lot of people that have boats, but they don't have the experience or the, um, 
drive to go and get like a captaining's license or go and start like an LLC for it. So if you have that ability, that specific knowledge, like you right. are a captain of a boat on right. a lake, that's not something that like everybody can do. Right. Or like Neil has drone videos. Like that's not something that everybody does, but right. he makes his content available. He makes it, you know, open to everybody and that specific knowledge. And so, um, if you're, if you can identify what that is for you, then you can go on any of these platforms and start making content related to that. And you will get paid for it relatively immediately because there's no barriers to it anymore. If anything, a company or a website will take 15 or 20% of what you make, but that's just the game that you play, right? You take the, you take the commission and you work right. with it. That's so, what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Niching is, I mean, I've found success in niching, you so know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's definitely value to that for sure. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people build courses and stuff too, <laughs> you know, like no, exactly. selling packaging up information, right. like to and get my drone. selling information, yeah. selling information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm in the middle of making one right now myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what's your course going to be in? So I'm going to be making a course on how to make a resume cover letter and LinkedIn profile specifically for cybersecurity positions. So out for my nine to five, I work uh, primarily in the cybersecurity industry. Um, and so I found that my niche on Fiverr where I do these services today, um, you know, people are specifically looking up, there's thousands of people making resumes and doing cover letters and LinkedIn's on Fiverr, but for the amount of people doing it for just cybersecurity positions, or have that understanding of what those positions are looking for, there's not that many. So I've been getting a ton of business since December of 2021. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a service-based business, so it requires more of my time to put into, but at this age and like the importance of our time, it's important, but I can afford to make money like with my time, just like I do right. with my nine to five. Exactly. So. No, and I know John's, I mean, yeah. you've looked at Fiverr. I, use, yeah, you I, have, looked at, I have a Fiverr account. I also use Upwork. It's the same concept where you could just create an Upwork. Upwork. Yeah, you create, an, uh, you create an account, easy. It's like a hobby, like video editing, because I do the YouTube videos and I edit my own YouTube videos for like, I do all my own work editing and that's a skill. No, John, you're specific. On. Yeah. Your, your specific knowledge is video yeah, editing, yeah. you know, and especially with all the Leno FX and all the motion graphics that we have. Right. Right. Like the, that just takes it to another level as well. And you really have a great ability to bring in a lot of footage right. and chop through it. You right. know, you're very good at editing and I think you really enjoy it as well. Yeah. That's a huge skill, right. you know, and so especially like, as we go more and more digital, yeah. I think video editing and video production in general. And if, and like we could do it, people like us could do it. Anyone could do it really. Yeah. Honestly, like Nick was saying, you gotta, you gotta have like your, your specific, uh, specific knowledge. Yeah, specific but I think knowledge. even better, I think <laughs> it's everybody, can, everybody here. can, can do it, but yeah. you're the only John Contos right. that can edit like John Contos right. does on yeah. these videos. Yeah. And that's what you charge. Right, right, exactly. Because ultimately what you're doing with the service is they're giving you money mm -hmm. to save time so they don't have to go and do the years and years it took to gain the, to gain these skills, to right? Gain the skills Neil and didn't knowledge. know how to fly a drone overnight. Right, exactly. All right, yeah, we may have learned how to drive the boat overnight, but, right. <laughs> other than that, but not like, even though. Like, nah, there's but, that's also complicated. You know, yeah. that's that's very complicated. But very I think there's like a good saying. It's like, um, I think it was like some lady goes up to Picasso and is like, 
oh, can you just draw me a quick sketch of like my face? And he does it and um, he hands it over to her and he says, that'll be $1 million just for a napkin paper with a, with a little sketch of her face. And she's like, why, why don't you give it to me for free? It's, it's so beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing I've seen, Mm -hmm. but you took you one second to make. And she's like, it took me 70 years to make it happen in one second and look like that. So he's like, I, you need to pay me for what that 70 years was worth. Right. So I know that was really long, but what I'm saying is that's a great, they are right there. So what, what they're doing is by paying you to edit their videos, they're like, I don't want to go through all of that. Yeah. So I'm just going to pay you. And that's where you charge as much as you charge. Cause they're yeah. like, yo, I've been doing this for years. Here's my portfolio of everything right. I've done. Yeah. And it's a, it's charting a very specific dude. Yeah. I think of, Nick, of I think creators. that's a great point that you bring up. And I think yeah. especially in the creative field, yeah. what's most important is a portfolio, right? Oh, so when sure. you can stand by, when you can stand back and say, okay, I've been flying drones or I've been taking videos and editing for three to five years and oh by the way here's what i've done in the past then to nick's point whenever you state your price your price is your price right but the one thing i will say is don't underestimate what you think you're worth because yeah, yeah i started on fiverr yeah. and i was charging like 10 bucks a resume yeah. five bucks a resume yeah. you could be charging like 50 forget. 60 70 and and i'll get to that okay. but like i'll never forget like i get my first fiverr order and i'm like yo neil like through the service like i mean i made 10 bucks He's like, what are you going to do for 10 bucks? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to yeah. transform their resume, their LinkedIn and their yeah. cover letter. Yeah. He's like, dude, how long is that going to take you? And yeah. I was like, that made me realize like, oh shit, I'm spending two days working on these people's like for things to make it for $10. I'm yeah. like, wait, I earn way more at my nine to five than this. Like, right. There's no need for me to do this. Right. Right. And so I started ratcheting it up slowly. And when I was charging $10, no one, no one trusted me because they were like, Oh man, I'm going to pay you 10 bucks for all this stuff. Like how good is it really going to be? Doesn't seem legit. Yeah, exactly. So I I moved it up to 35 bucks and orders started flying in. And so I was getting about two orders a day for a couple of weeks. And so I'm like, okay, but I'm like, this is a little too much. And so I raise it even more. So I go from 35 to 70. Right. And it slows down a little bit, right? But now I'm getting more orders at seventy. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh shit, this kind of goes, this is kind of crazy. And yeah. then, and then I move it up to one twenty-five, right. and then that's where now I'm at. Like, okay, I'm not getting as many orders, right? I'm not getting as many uh, views on right. it. We need to all collaborate this summer because we're making a TikTok and Instagram for our boating business. Yeah. And so I really want to like. I've been watching a lot of Mr. Beast videos recently. He talks about the early days of when him and his boys on YouTube would just sit in a room 12 hours a day and just talk about the best YouTube strategies and the best things to do. And just having that close network of people who are so interested and working on the same things as you, mm-hmm. like I feel like our ideas will all be so much better if we're all TikTok making TikToks, if we're all making Instagram reels, if we're all doing these things, we're, we're able to collaborate on it and learn from each other. I feel that. You know, yeah. The biggest key is putting in the effort now mm-hmm. to earn as many dollars as you can and taking those dollars and putting them into assets that will yield you income passively. So the goal is- Income producing assets. You yep. need- to go hard in your 20s and even early 30s, in my opinion, grinding for the dollars. 
But when you're grinding for the dollars, you have to make sure you're building assets too. Right. So yeah, that's why I'm living at home. <laughs> hey, living at home is perfectly fine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're not. It's you're amazing. spending. You're spending seven, probably eighty percent less of the money that you would be if you're. You know, you don't yep. got to pay rent yep. or anything like that. I lived at home, so yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's fire. It work. It works right now. Have you watched uh, the Kanye documentary on Netflix? No, is it good? Dude, Nick, you should watch yeah. it at some point. Yeah. Because, uh, dude, it just shows how much they were recording yeah. all of Kanye's life. Literally, exactly Kanye's life has you been recorded, bro. Since 1994, three. Dude, they were since vlogging he was 14 before it was cool. years old. Yeah. No, they were vlogging before it was cool. Yeah. They were doing po- interviews, podcasts, all that shit in the studio. They have video of Kanye everything. basically blowing up and becoming famous yeah. from nothing. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. with his mom, yeah. everything. Wow. It's a dope documentary, dude. It's literally. Uh, it actually is like 20 like 24 or 5 years of his life recorded it's insane and that's why I love recording our lives cause dude we'll look back even the boat we're making a documentary of, of our yeah. life right now yeah, yeah. no and I wanna we be are. I wanna be completely you know, fully transparent. Like I've, I've only realized this recently, right. like before I was like, nah, I don't care about taking pictures or yeah. recording things or, but it's like having something to look back on, like these active conversations like this, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It's yeah. be amazing. I just thought about this and, and, and our, like our parents and like our grandparents, like think about it, their memories and stuff are all in the form of like a photo book. Right. Like that's pretty much it. Like photo books. You got your grandparents or parents like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I mean? we have a lot of photo, yeah, books. photo books, like your grandparents probably. Right. And now we could, we got, we're recording memories by audio, by video, by YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's insane. iPhone camera roll, yeah. iPhone library. You upload it to your computer. We don't have scrapbooks. I think that's pretty cool. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we literally just, just got a new booking request on oh, the podcast. That's fire. See, and that's how yeah. funny this app is, dude. Like I was saying, any time of the day, we get requests. 943 Central right now. And he's on, on, a, on Eastern, most night. likely. He's probably yeah. in North Carolina or somewhere. This dude, guy's yeah. out with his friends right now at exactly. a bar. They exactly. just booked the freaking boat. Yeah, they want it for five hours. For five hours. Just like that. Can you pick up at Cottage Cove? Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. I can. Absolutely. Our boat business is called Triple Tune Charters. Shout out Nick for that name. That's actually hilarious. Shit's fire. That's a great name. That's a triple tune charter. And you know what? The whole goal with making triple content. Tune, tune let me tell you what the game plan is. Okay. The yeah. game plan is to create content on TikTok, Instagram reels for the boat business. And our goal is to attract people to the boat, create so much demand for our business that it drives the price up right. because if, because the supply is limited. Right. You only have a certain amount of days in the summer, right? but you have demand. Correct. And when that, people and start fighting over times, it's like, Hey, this slot actually you know costs seven seventy, right? Instead of 700. Right. You know, we and got now, three other people wanting Nick it. and I got to decide how we want to be him. And I also want to do great business and ethical business. Right. So we don't want to drive prices up too, too much, yeah. but Listen, I'm, I've been telling Nick this. Yeah. Prices are also going up on the supply side. Right, which means and you have to do we it. we can't be nice. Yeah. You know, like at some point, the consumer's got to get a little bit of the price action right. increases. Right. Because look, if gas is six bucks a gallon. Yeah, people are still buying gas. On, they need gas. We need to buy gas to fuel your experience. So right. if you want to go out there, you know what I'm saying? Like that was last year's price. Yeah. This is this year's price. Right. 
I'm Good excited stuff. for this boating season. But yeah, yeah going back, be dude, being a captain's tough, man. Especially at these public docks, if if it's super choppy out there or super windy. Yeah. I mean, the way that the water goes, it's actually hard to dock. So, you know, I've definitely learned a lot about watching the water and seeing the way that it flows because it's going to determine which side of the dock is easiest to get into. Right. And sometimes being patient, if the dock is kind of full and you prefer to go in on a side, maybe you just wait for those people to leave, you know? So. Kind of got to read the waves. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Fill the water, park it. Yeah. Physically and spiritually. Yeah. Physically <laughs> and spiritually. <laughs> Be one with the with the wave. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> you are the wave. I just think it's fun, like, putting, you know, putting ourselves in new environments that we thought we would never be in, you know? Like, I think, Neil, in a couple of years, we'll be saying the same thing about skiing. We've been talking about, you know, ski locations and, you know, how we want to have houses and ski locations. And I think that's also going to be another thing for, for our lifetime, for sure. Dude, I think it's just about... I'm just, like, putting ourselves in new environments that, like, we were just never raised in. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. How sick would it have been to also be, like, a kid who, like, grew up in, like, a ski town and had, like, a ski... See, but ski you can give that to your kids. You feel me? And right. that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Look, we all come from a, di- a certain background. At some point, we but we be. can it, we can continue to boss up in life. Right. The thing is, is everybody can have a great life. Everybody can do it. The thing is, are you waking up and choosing that? Yeah, you got to get up and do it. You, you got to get up. You gotta, are you a chump or are you a champ? You know exactly. You and change that, yeah. one letter. C H A or C H U M P. That's correct. And it changes one letter changes everything. Yeah, I know I'm a and champ. that's in life. I wake up to grind. Yeah. I know both of you guys do as well. Yeah. Especially in our twenties and thirties, man. And that's yeah. why Nick's on the HBE podcast. Yeah. 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 Nick has Nick has HBE. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want to, you know, at any point, if anybody wants to change any habits or just the way that they're kind of going through their days, like. There's so much good material out there to read and to to learn from other people. James Clear, Atomic Habits. Great such book. Such a good book. R- listen to the Rich Roll podcast version uh-huh. of the book. Two hours and it'll change how you think. So See, and this is the other aspect. Like, dude, a lot of people are creating content that's valuable even for us to consume. Right. Right. Like there's so much learning that we can have from people like Naval. Yeah. or James clear or like, right. you know, any of these people, yeah. even in the profession or in the, um, personal finance realm, right? Like Ramit Sethi or like some of these people, like they're just really good at what they do, but taking that and making it your own and making it yourself right. exactly. makes it even better. Right. When you learn something from here, something from here, something from here, then you're an enhanced human, you know? So yeah. it's always important to be learning and grinding. Putting yourself out there and uncomfortable yourself, you know, this to, to riff off of Nick's idea, we got to continue to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations, right? Like for example, you know, we're going skiing in the West coast, which we've never done before. Right. But we're starting to do that now. Um, I'm going on cruise ships in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, right. On some Christopher Columbus type, you know, where it's like. Like literally crossing the ocean on a ship, like dude, a lot of people would not do that. Right, I don't think I would do that because they're like, wait a minute, what happens in this scenario, this scenario, this scenario? But I never thought of any of those scenarios. You know, Titanic happened, but like I trust technology now and GPSs and all that. But 
Right. I mean, I've put myself in situations over the last two, three years that I never thought I'd be in, yeah. you know, but it's stretching me to go further. Cause it's right. like, Oh, it's evolving. I, if Every... I went skiing in, in, in the West of, of the U S now I can go to Japan. Now I can go to Europe. I can go to Zermatt. I can go to France. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To, I can to go ski the, the harder ones, the bigger, not ones. even the harder or bigger. Just go, yeah. go see what the vibe is in right. Europe. Right. Pop in. Hello, what's up, Slopes? Well, après, you know I mean? après ski. Après ski, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, dude, the future's bright, man. We're lucky. Yeah. We're lucky that we've had the Europe experience. We're lucky we have the ability to travel. I know we're in the middle of April here of 2022. John's leaving for a month and a half trip in a month in right. May. Right. You're going to go vibe out in Europe. Yeah, so. it's going to be great. I was just there at Christmas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, I feel like even like going even like, yeah, it's crazy. It's a blessing. People man. out here don't even dream. People out here dream about like going to Europe and we just casually just pop over. Nick it. Or yeah. have the ability to pop over. Nick we could and you all, at the U. We could all buy plane tickets right now, round trip to Europe. Literally right now on, on the internet right now. Yeah. I think all three of us could. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally, right now we could do it if we wanted. No, to. but it's, it's in high. five minutes we could That's, book it. Dude, for it's crazy that we can do that. Dude. We could be gone. To, we could be gone tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> We're gone. We're taking the six o'clock. Yeah, red eye flight Brussels. to Brussels. Landing eight a.m. tomorrow morning. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> yes. So you know, it's we also got to be grateful for what we have. Yeah. But thinking big because right. we really can do big things. We can. We are in a situation, all of us, where we can really do big things. So, yeah, the opportunity, the opportunity is when the opportunity is there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta grab it. You can't let it pass you up. You know, hundred percent. And all of our opportunities are here. And that's the thing, man. Is everyone gets an opportunity in their life? Yeah. Everyone's thrown something, but it's a matter of do you recognize the opportunity and do you take it? Right. You know, because yeah. everybody has an opportunity, and I think our parents did a great job with this. Right. You know, our parents certainly did mm-hmm. where they saw an opportunity to, hey, let's move around. And they took it. And at first, you know, when my mom started moving around, my dad actually didn't come. So right. like for middle school, when we moved to India, we basically left New Jersey for India for two years. And we saw our dad like once a year. Right. So, you know, that wasn't an ideal setup at all. Right. You know, yeah. Um. And then we end up moving to Belgium. We went back to the U.S. for a year after India, okay. then to Belgium. And at that point, my dad was like, all right, we're not doing the whole India thing again where we're long distance. You know, like yeah. we're going to have the whole family there. Yeah. And so I think that was the right decision. Right. But that goes back to the point of, you know, my mom continued to stretch herself and right. put herself in the uncomfortable positions when, yeah. you know, admittedly, like whenever we moved, I would tell my mom, like, I hate this. Like, why are we doing right. this? Right. You know, and even Nick, I'm sure probably wasn't the most happy. I don't know. I'll let you talk on it. But yeah. bro, when we moved to Belgium, yeah. I caused like a havoc for like yeah. the first three months because yeah. we couldn't find the right Xbox cord and it was prime Xbox. Like MW2 was at its prime. And <laughs> bro, I was wreaking havoc. And so I just remember that as oh. just being living hell for my dad trying to figure yeah. out how the fuck we can get this kid an Xbox that works. <laughs> um, yeah. And wow. uh, so I think that's a good way to summarize. Like, I mean, I, I moving was, just, was like, a pain, but in hindsight, I'm super happy to have that opportunity. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure you are. I mean, you feel the same way, John. Yeah, like, of course. 
dude, like even going back to Italy last month and I've been to Europe now three or four times over the last six months. Right. Dude, every time I go back, I feel like I'm yeah. like at home. Like, right. okay, I'm not in Brussels, but like yeah. we know how to navigate yeah. Europe. Yeah. We know what to do. And, and I think what what's even crazier about that is that like, if your mom didn't make that decision, would you even be on Norwegian right now? Would you guys even own a boat on a lake house? You know Ex- what I mean? No, probably not. Probably our not. lives would, would you look be different. Gone? Yeah. Cause yeah. our There's mom wouldn't have gone, gone up. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Our, 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 same here. We would have yeah. gone to the same high school. Exactly. College would have been different. I mean, this would have all been different. Like who knows where we would have been. I feel that when I, when I first moved to Belgium, I remember my dad and mom telling Marshall and I at the table, we threw, we threw fish. It's no yeah. way we're moving. No way. We were, I was in like fifth grade. Marshall was in like seventh grade, whatever, three years, eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. We threw f- f- bitch fits at the kitchen table. No, we're not. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah. No way we would not want to have moved. I mean, literally, Marshall's in Europe right now. Yeah, no. He wouldn't be there if it wasn't yeah, no for that. Way. But, you know, no way. shout out so Marshall. Marshall, yeah. another grinder, man. Yeah. And this goes to the entrepreneur. What I love about, you know, you and Marshall, you guys are yeah. real entrepreneurs. Yeah. And when I look at Nick and I, we also entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Drip Drops. Yeah. Shout, Yo, out shout out Drip Drops. Yes, shout sir. out Skybox Visuals. Shout out the HBE Podcast. Everything, shout out yeah. everything. Shout out to Charters. Triple Two Chi-Town Rice. Yes, sir. Guys, I mean, when we look at what we're doing. Order with me. It's 150 bucks now. Yeah. Price went up. Yeah, yeah. Check you out know. my Upwork. Check out my Upwork. Yeah. Cash me now before I raise eight percent next month. <laughs> I'm 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 following inflation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but you know it's um I I like how much of an entrepreneur we, we all are and yeah. I think it goes back to just being at ISB never being content. We really went to school with some real heavy hitters. Like parents yeah. are definitely business owners and yeah, we can do it too. Yeah, because the only way you actually make real money in this world is by owning something. Right. You can't make it just being a salaried employee with no stake in the company or anything right. like that. You have to own equity. Right. And when you have chunks of businesses that you help, you literally insert value into it by being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you really can 10x your your money out here. Jesus Christ. That took a long time to get to that. No, you're good, man. <laughs> This is fire. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm so happy we're doing this right now, guys. This makes me unbelievably happy that we can just sit here, talk, chat, catch up. Catch up. Yeah. Talk about anything, any everything. Yeah. It's pretty dope. So Nick, I, oh, I yeah. want to tell you something real quick. Let's talk I, about this. Already. I'm trying to get two jet skis. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out this you year. Need the skis Watch on this the I need You two. need the skis on no, the No, 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 but but why? Why do we want that? I want to get down to the we desire. We want this, the desires, because we're only in our 20s once, and we need to have fun. And you need the skis. Yeah. So this goes back. We didn't buy the mimetic boat desire. for the desire. What? See, so there's a thing called mimetic desire. Okay. And it's a really good book called Wanting. Okay. And I wonder if we only want jet skis because we think that's what, like, we think that's what everybody else wants to see. It's not even it's about like, that. No, it's I nah, want to dude. Jet you know skis how, are fire. I'm yeah. going jet skiing next Friday. I'm going jet skiing next Where Friday. Where are you going? On Lake Michigan. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> I grew because look, I was on the lake. I was grew up on the lake jet skiing. So like I like jet skiing. You know what Lake Norman needs? They need more lakefront bars and restaurants. Hundred percent. Is there zoning for this? So can we talk with Charlotte? Can we start doing this? So there's not a lot of shoreline left, so 
there is commercial land I think that's like underused or like it's like not There's as that good po- as it could be that it could be like reformed, but like but dude, it's so surprising for as wealthy of an area like the population is, there's terrible shopping, there's no like public piers. Like, dude, don't wouldn't you think like on Lake Norman there'd be some kind of public outdoor kind of like area to walk around on? It's uh it's very surprising how little development there is for such a we need to look into it because we have some cousins nick that are into commercial real estate yeah i want to understand if it just hasn't been developed because no one thinks there's an opportunity to develop there or if it's because the zoning is is mainly residential and it's not able to be switched to commercial because what i think there's an opportunity for is to build a public pier somewhere right to have like a nice project where now you start getting tenants that come Shake in Shack, lease. everybody. Exactly. Like put yeah. that on Lake Norman. But then it's a whole battle with the Lake Norman people, like residents. Like, show. do they want that there? No, nah, those know, that's the other aspect. Not, yeah. yeah. Probably not. Yeah. There's probably big opposition to commercializing Lake Norman. Alex. All right, Nick. Nice to have you on episode three. Yeah. This was fun. <laughs> Nick's hocking out. All right. Right on. Goodbye. See ya.